Hey there, you're listening to the Nourished Actor Podcast. Welcome to the Nourished Actor Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, a working actor based in New York City. This podcast is all about how to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, whether you're a creative, freelancer, or anything in between. Get ready to nourish your mind, body, and career. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Nourish Actor Podcast. This is Deanna, your host. I'm so excited to have you back. Today is a solo episode, just me. Before we begin, I would love to let you know about some awesome housekeeping stuff. So, as you might have noticed if you follow the Nourished Actor on Instagram, we are officially on iTunes. So, that is so exciting. It actually has been a little bit of a struggle, let's just say it, what it is, to get the podcast on iTunes, mostly because I was having issues with a loop problem. But regardless, we're on iTunes now, so if you have an iPhone or if you just prefer to listen on your podcast app, feel free to listen there. If you want to subscribe and rate and review, of course, that is always appreciated, especially a nice review. Um, That way we can get the podcast out to more people, which would be awesome. Also, feel free to, as always, listen on Google Play and Spotify, and we'll see. Maybe soon I'll be put on Stitcher as well. But this episode today is an awesome episode. I actually asked on Instagram what people wanted to hear. And I think um, I'll probably end up doing both episodes that I pitched. But today we're focusing on how to stay healthy while traveling, specifically in regards to eating because I am all about the food. But um, I'll also throw in some lifestyle tips as well. Just a caveat in the beginning, I just want everyone to know I'm not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian. I am just someone who is a nutrition nerd. Um, And that said, none of this is medical advice. None of this is dietary advice. So you do you, boo-boo. And if you have any questions, make sure you ask your medical professional before um, implying any diet changes. That said, let's get on with it. Let's talk about travel. So I'm going to break it down in a couple of ways. Um, But traveling for a lot of people means that They have to eat fast food or they have to eat something on the go. And I think one of the biggest things I can tell someone is that you can stay healthy traveling. To be honest, it's a lot easier now than it used to be. There's a lot more options. But there's a couple of things that you have to realize when you decide to travel and you want to eat healthy. First of all, everyone's healthy is different, kind of as I said with my caveat. Um, So whatever healthy means to you is fantastic for me. I eat more of a paleo template, which just means that I don't eat any gluten just because I found that it um, exacerbates some of my my issues, I guess. So I don't eat gluten ever. And I, in my own home, I usually am fairly grain-free. Right now I'm dairy-free and then I'm also legume-free just because I don't digest those super well. That said, when I'm on the road, I tend to just be gluten-free and just that's good enough for me. So my first tip is that you have to know where you can be flexible in your diet, right? So there's some things, especially if you're like, let's say you're vegan or vegetarian for moral reasons or ethical reasons, or let's say, um, like, let's say you're celiac or something like that. Obviously, if you have celiac disease, you can never eat gluten. It's never an option. 
um, unless you're unfortunate, unfortunately glutened on the road. But that said, for someone like me, where I just choose to eat a certain way because it makes me feel my best, I can be a little bit more flexible with my diet. I don't have to necessarily worry about, you know, having food allergy reaction or anything like that. The biggest thing that'll happen for me is I might feel really crappy for a little bit, but um, it's not anything that's life-threatening or anything of that nature. So my first tip is to be flexible with your diet and your choices on the road because they're not going to be perfect and you have to make some concessions, right? So my first tip is to be flexible. Know where you can wiggle. So again, for me, biggest thing on the road is I usually um, stay gluten-free as much as possible. And so for me, I don't eat in my regular life every day gluten-free bread, let's say. But on the road, if there's a place that offers gluten-free bread and it's the best option to get a sandwich versus something else, then I'll do it. That's fine. But you have to kind of pick your battles on the road. I think another tip is that when you're traveling, you're already going through stress, even if you like to travel. So try to reduce your stress whenever possible. And that includes your diet, right? Try your best to not worry as much as you can about your choices and, you know, just do the best that you can. Something about being flexible is also not letting perfect be the enemy of good. At home, we have so much more control over what we can eat and because we prepare a lot of our own meals. Even if you go out to eat a lot, if you're familiar with your neighborhood, you know exactly where you can eat and have a meal that satiates you and also makes you feel good, right? Because you're familiar with the area. When you're traveling, you don't always have that. A lot of times you are in a new spot. You have to find a place quickly, especially if you're like in an airport. So again, be flexible. Don't beat yourself up if it's not perfect like it would be at home because, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's not going to be perfect. It's just going to be pretty darn good. So that's my first tip is to be flexible. Also, I just want to say eating healthy is a privilege. And when you're on the road, just kind of check your privilege. I don't know. This is kind of a weird thing to say. But I just mean that if you go somewhere and there isn't an option within your dietary needs, that is upsetting and I'm sorry for you. But also realize that being able, especially if you don't have a food allergy or um, some sort of like celiac disease where you literally cannot eat gluten, know that it's a privilege to choose not to eat certain foods, okay? And I'm saying this just because I've even found myself frustrated going to somewhere and not being able to eat anything or like having to eat the green salad with just grilled chicken, let's say. But you know what? There are people who do not have the choice either economically or again, based on where they live, They don't have a choice to cut out food groups. It's just not an option. So while you're traveling, also check your privilege and know that, again, be thankful that you can find anything to eat. And if you're someone who does have a a really bad food allergy or you have celiac disease, just know that, unfortunately, you're probably going to have to bring something yourself, Um, especially if you're in an area that, again, is less fortunate and doesn't have the food options that somewhere like New York City does, okay? So another thing I would love to tell you is that if you are on a budget, first of all, you can be on a budget and travel, or (laughs) let me rephrase, you can stick to your budget while traveling. You don't have to eat out every meal, but just realize that if that's you, like me, (laughs) that you have to prepare because 
the thing is we have three resources rather we have three resources we have our time our energy and our money and if you are going to want to save money well then you're going to have to put some time and energy into your prep so if you're somebody who wants to you know save a buck or even if you just again you want to kind of save yourself some stress in the long term it is so important to prep yourself up for success. And I'm going to give you a lot of options, some of which are going to be kind of out there. Some of them are going to be some of them are going to be a little bit more extreme than others. So pick your poison, right? Not everyone's going to want to bring um their pour over coffee melita thing to make coffee in the airport, which yes, I have done. <laughs> Not everyone's going to do that, but you know, I think everyone can find something, pick and choose um, certain things they can do to prep themselves for success when traveling. And I think that's the big thing. If you want to eat healthy, especially if you have certain dietary things that you cannot budge on, then you have got to prep ahead. It's essential. Um, And again, if you're on a budget, this is even more important. Also, another tip, especially when we're coming into the food stuff, pack more than you think you'll need. Pack more. Because you know what? Especially if it's shelf-stable food, it's not going to go to waste. And if you don't eat it when you originally think you will, you'll probably eat it later. This is especially helpful if you're going like on a work trip where you're going to go and you have a flight there and then maybe like a couple days later you have a flight back home. If you don't eat it right away, you can use it on your flight home. There we go. Bada bing, bada boom. And if you find something in the airport you really want to buy and it's like, really healthy and delicious and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat my packed food, then you can save it for another thing. But pack more than you think you need, especially if it's shelf-stable stuff, because I promise you, you will never regret having a full bag of snacks, (laughs) right? When I go to auditions, I always pack way more snacks than I think I'll need because you never know when you're going to have a flight delay or when you're going to be taxing on the runway on a plane or if you're going to be exhausted and you don't want to leave your hotel room and you don't want to go out to eat. Like let's say you're on a business trip. So it is so essential to pack more than you think. And of course, this is obviously most important for when you're traveling on a plane, but I think any instance, whether you're driving on a train in a hotel or again, plane travel, it's just essential to have more than you need. I promise you, you won't regret it, especially when you're running late to your flight and you don't have time to stop at Panera or wherever you're going for lunch. All right, so now we're going to break it down by type of travel. And I think the one that most people are confused with is plane travel, which is funny to me because um, I love, first of all, I love traveling by plane. And I think in a lot of ways, it's actually easier than some of the other travel modes. To be honest, I would rather be in an airport than sometimes a convenience store on the road um, because a lot of times, You have more options at an airport if you decide not to plan. But let me tell you some of the travel hacks I have for planes because I actually think this is really confusing, especially with the TSA and going through security. People are worried about bringing certain things, Um, but you shouldn't be. There's actually a lot of things that you can bring fresh foods on planes um, without any sort of worry, okay? So first of all, I'm going to say this is primarily targeted towards domestic travel, Um, I haven't done a ton of international travel, to be honest. From what I gather, if you do bring fresh food for international travel, you have to either eat it 
or dispose of it before you land or before you go through customs, rather. So you can indeed still bring food through the TSA. And if you have a couple hours before your flight or in flight, you can eat it. You just can't bring it into the country once you land. So it's definitely worth it, like I said, even if you are going internationally to think about some of these things to bring on a plane. But let's do some myth busting. Let's talk about what can and can't you bring through the TSA and how do you do it, right? By the way, my mic just fell, which is so fun. Just loving this mic stand. Anyway, so what can and can you not bring through TSA for food? First of all, you can bring a lot more than you think. You can bring whole fruits and veggies. So think apples, bananas, um, again, in their whole form, oranges, you could bring grapes, any of that type of stuff. The only thing that is kind of wonky is avocado. Technically, if it's a whole avocado, they should let you through. But once in a while, they'll get picky and they'll make you throw it out just because, again, it is technically like that weird, like, is it a liquid? Is it a gel? Whatever. So I wouldn't suggest bringing an avocado. It's just not worth it. It might get thrown out and let's not waste an avocado, right? So whole fruits and veggies are fine. Even cut veggies and fruit are fine. So if you bring like carrot sticks, if you bring um, cucumber slices, if you bring celery, all that stuff, a-okay. Just cut it up, put it in a baggie, however you like to bring it. Um, You don't even have to take it out of your bag when you go through the the TSA thing. You don't have to put it in, in a special place. So those are super okay to bring. You can also bring like actual food. So the only reason a lot of times they'll tell you to throw out your food beforehand is if you're eating something that definitely has a sauce. So if you like bought a burger at McDonald's and it's got ketchup and mayo on it, yeah, you're not going to be able to bring it through. But something that is super easy for them to see, like if you have a Tupperware, let's say, and let's say you wanted to bring a salad. So here's how you do it. You put your greens and whatever you put on top of your salad Nothing that's going to be questionable for gel, so no avocado on that salad, guys. But let's say you want to do like a chicken salad, so bring grilled chicken on top of greens. You can put that through the TSA in security, and as long as it's undressed, you should be fine. Um, You could also do the same thing with leftovers. So if you have, I'm just on a chicken thing apparently, if you have leftover drumsticks from the night before for chicken, You can just put them in. Again, make sure there's no gel, so no sauce. And those will go through the TSA, and then you can have lunch already. Um, Also, same with sandwiches. Just don't put any sauce on them, but if you want to make, like, a turkey sandwich or um, roast beef, something like that, you can put it on your sandwich. Again, make sure – don't give them any reason to throw it out, so don't put tomato on it, don't put avocado on it, and don't put any sauce on it. You can always get those things on the other side of the TSA, like especially like mayo, it's pretty easy to find at most of the um, restaurants that are on the other side. If you do that, you're good. And again, unfortunately for my vegetarians, sandwiches for you guys are kind of hard because you can't bring hummus like on a sandwich or if you do PB&J or something like that. So to get around that, you can definitely bring like a nut butter packet that's under 3.4 ounces and you can put it in your little 311 bag And if you bring that and a couple pieces of bread, which again should go through no problem, you can make a sandwich on the other side. So um, that's another option. Another thing that you can totally bring on your own is a water bottle. I mean, especially with plane travel, make sure you're hydrated. Just make sure that water bottle is totally free of water before you, and empty, before you put it through um, 
security and also bring your own to-go mug. So a coffee mug, tea mug, whatever you want to call it, um, a travel mug and make sure it's empty by the time you get there. Actually, what I like to do is I like to make some tea before I get to the airport and drink it on my way there. And then when I'm in line or whatever, I usually finish it and throw out the tea bag and then it's empty. But yes, definitely bring those. And a hack I like to do, I like to bring my own tea or coffee. So for coffee, it's a little harder, but you can still make it work. I, um, I do pour over method for my coffee. Actually, fun fact, I'm not drinking, drinking coffee right now, but if I were, I do pour overs. So I would bring my own, um, Melita, which a Melita is a brand of pour over. It's plastic actually. So it's super lightweight and easy to bring with you. So I bring a Melita, I bring a couple of filters and I actually put in a baggie, some coffee grounds. And then when I go over to the other side, I just get some hot water from like Abon Pond or whatever they have, Dunkin' Donuts. They can't really charge you for hot water. And I make my own pour over in the seating area for my flight. And that's also just because I am picky as fuck when it comes to coffee. So anyway, and the same with tea. I bring tea bags and that way I can just get hot water. You save some money and also you can kind of save the environment by not getting another plastic cup, right? Or styrofoam or whatever the hell they put stuff in now. Anyway, so let's talk quickly about what to bring in your 311 bag in regards to food. So if you are checking a bag, first of all, you can put anything in your checked bag when it comes to food. So if you want to throw a bunch of shelf-stable stuff in your checked bag, which I have done many a time, you're, you can totally do that. Again, it just depends on how long you're traveling for. If you're, let's say, going on a contract, of course, you're going to want to, or maybe not, of course, I guess not everyone does this. Um, I put a ton of stuff in my bag. I put my supplements in there. I put, um, you know, like a whole jar of unopened peanut butter or almond butter or whatever. So you can do that. Of course, you have to be careful not to go over the weight limit for your flight. But otherwise, um, you can do pretty much anything that's not going to spill or spoil in your checked bag. In your carry-on, if you or if you're just using a carry-on, your 311 bag is going to be really important to bring a couple of things that are really going to make your life easier on the other side. So 311 bag is where you put your liquids and, and semi-liquids. And this is where you can indeed, excuse me, you can indeed bring something like a nut butter packet. And nowadays, pretty much every nut butter brand has mini packets, which are fantastic for on the go. They're usually between an ounce and three ounces. So super great for, again, traveling. And they're, you can put them in your baggie. Um, another thing to put in your 311 bag would be salad dressing. And I know this sounds weird, but for me, I really prioritize healthy fats. And pretty much every salad dressing you're going to find at any sort of fast food restaurant or fast casual restaurant is going to be made with canola oil, which for me and my, my definition of healthy canola and highly processed vegetable oils are not in my diet. I don't eat those and I try my best to avoid them. It's very hard, but I do. So something like bringing a small little packet of olive oil and they do have them, uh, mini packets of, you know, mayo, things like that. Um, hit up your Whole Foods before you go because you can get Sir Kensington's Mayo, which, by the way, not my favorite mayo, but it's one of the better options. So things like that. Um, and I'm going to talk specifically about like what types of things to bring that are shelf-stable. And again, anything that's shelf-stable that isn't a gel, 
you can put in your bag and you don't have to take it out. It's not a big deal. So you can bring a lot more than you think. So let's talk about what to do if you are driving. So driving, you have a lot more control for the most part. Of course, you don't always have control of where you stop, especially if you're on tour or something. However, a um, couple things if you're driving for travel. First of all, if it's like a trip that's only a day or so, pack a lunch with a frozen water bottle or a frozen ice pack. This is really great because then you don't have to worry about lunch and you can save time and money by having it already pre-packed. So that's a, a thing. You can either pack it, like I said, in a lunchbox. You can put it in a cooler if you're like on a road trip with a couple people, whatever. But that is really important. And again, pack whatever lunch you think is healthiest. For me, I prioritize protein, healthy protein, animal protein. And then I also prioritize veggies because those are the hardest to find when traveling. It's easy to find carbohydrate and it's pretty easy to find. It's fairly easy to find fresh fruit, but it is so much harder to find fresh veggies and to find quality animal protein while on the road. So I try my best to bring as much of that as I can. Also, this might be a weird one, but just stick with me. When you go to a convenience store or a gas station or a truck stop, use their microwave. So a lot of times they have microwaves available because they sell things like um, Campbell's soup on the goes, things like that. And I think so many people don't realize that those microwaves, like they don't care if you use them. They're probably not the best quality microwave, but you can definitely use them. So if you have something like a, like a Bob's Red Mill um, oatmeal cup or something that you just add water and then you microwave, they're not really going to care if you microwave it. And I mean, again, you could always buy something there if you feel weird about it. But honestly, especially if you're at a truck stop, they know people come there to use the stop. Um, on a, on tours, actually, my one of my favorite places to stop at would be truck stops, which sounds funny, but truck stops have the best amenities because those truckers, that's all they have, you know? So they do have things like microwaves and stuff like that. So don't be afraid of using the microwave. And again, I'm going to talk about some stuff that I really think is great to have on the go. And some of them are going to be microwavable meals that are actually not super bad for you, which is fantastic. Also, let's talk about hotel hacks. So whether you're, again, traveling for fun, traveling for work, or you're staying in hotels on and off on a tour, there's a couple of things you can do to really make your hotel stays easier and also healthier. One of the big things is to ask for a fridge or microwave or the fridge microwave combo rather. So hotels are actually, I believe they're, they have to have some available because of people with um, medicine. So like, for example, if you have diabetes and you have to bring um, insulin and things like that, they have got to offer or have available those fridges, especially. So most most hotels will have them already in your room. You don't even have to ask. But if for some reason they don't have one, don't be afraid to ask the front desk if they have one available. Most often they will, and they usually don't even ask why you need it. Um, if you do have food allergies, or um, if you have chronic diseases where you do need medicine, definitely do not feel free. Do not feel bad about asking. Um, and even if you're not someone with a, a diehard food allergy, again, if you tell them you've just got some food intolerances and it would make your life easier to have a fridge, don't be afraid to ask. Like I said, worst case scenario, they say no. More often, they will be happy to give you one of those because they have extras. So if there isn't a fridge microwave in your room, 
definitely ask for one. And if you just have a fridge in your room, you can still make this work because a lot of hotels and even motels have microwaves in the lobby or wherever they serve breakfast if they have a continental breakfast in the morning. And usually the microwave is available 24-7. So again, if you don't have a microwave in your room, you can still make this work for you. About that, like I said, I'll be talking about certain things, certain snacks and food products that you can bring that are great, whether you have a microwave, whether they're shelf-stable. So I'll talk about that in just a minute. But let me also say, if you're staying in a hotel and they have a continental breakfast, definitely try your best to hack the continental breakfast. (laughs) Some are better than others. Believe me, I've been to many a hotel on a tour. And sometimes the continental breakfast is great. Sometimes it sucks. But either way, there are things that you can get um, to either eat for breakfast or to take on the go, right? So one of the biggest things I would suggest is finding again. Find the whole foods first. And then if you're someone who doesn't mind eating grains or if you're somebody who eats a more flexible diet, then maybe, of course, go for whatever you find healthy and appealing that day. But if you're someone who's a little bit pickier, try your best to find the whole foods first. So things at Continental Breakfast that are usually fairly safe for people who are looking for whole foods are going to be hard-boiled eggs. They're not the most tasty hard-boiled eggs, friends, but they always have them. Um, And they're a really fantastic source of protein. So hard-boiled eggs are a great way to go. Um, A lot of Continental Breakfasts will have they will have usually like nuts and and cranberries and things like that to top the oatmeal. So if you don't eat oatmeal, you can just take some of the nuts and cranberries and make your own trail mix. You could also obviously eat oatmeal if that's something that you eat. A lot of times they'll make it with just water, so um, it's usually dairy-free. You can always ask. Usually the women and men who do the breakfast bar are really wonderful and nice. So if you just ask them, they're more than happy to help you. Nowadays, there's even better options for yogurt at continental breakfast. So if you eat dairy, sometimes you'll even be able to find a plain yogurt, which is fantastic because then you don't have all that added sugar. It's harder to find a full fat yogurt, but um, they at least have a plain one so you don't have to worry about that sugar. Also, you can go for the fruit. So fruit is often prevalent at these breakfasts. So there's almost always bananas, apples, oranges sometimes. You can usually find a fruit salad, which is not the best fruit salad in the world. But again, if you're just trying to get in some healthy carbohydrate and some micronutrients from fruit, definitely go for it. Also, they almost always have peanut butter. Again, not the highest quality peanut butter. However, if you're in a pinch and you don't have anything left in your bag, definitely take a couple of them to go. They're great. Again, you can throw one. They're usually tiny and they're usually individually wrapped. So you can take them on the go and use them on your plane ride or whatever the case is, but definitely look for the peanut butter. But yeah, that's my hotel hacks. And again, once I get into the actual snacks to bring, I think that you're going to see that there's a lot more options and a lot more preparation you can do without much stress. So my last thing I'm going to talk about before I get to the snack list is regardless of where you're going, if you have the opportunity, go to a grocery store. And I know you might be like, oh, well, I'm only going to be there for a day. Well, it'll make your life so much easier if you just do a quick stop at a grocery store after you land, if you're flying, or if you're, again, going to be in a place for a work trip for a week, try to find a grocery store. And it doesn't have to be a Whole Foods, right? Everyone assumes that you have to go to Whole Foods to find healthy groceries. That is so not true. To be honest, I probably am going to do an episode about how to hack your grocery store, even if you live somewhere where there's, you know, 
a grocery store that isn't quote unquote ideal. I used to live up in Washington Heights and I had Seatown and Bravo and I still found healthy groceries there and they're not like they're conventional grocery stores. But regardless of where you're going, regardless of where you're staying, go and find a grocery store. If you're staying in a hotel, like I said, you most likely have a fridge. If you're staying at an Airbnb, there's almost always a mini fridge. So first of all, with your grocery store, look for these things. Like I said, microwavable things that are fairly healthy. You can find them, again, even in your conventional grocery store. There's almost always a natural section nowadays, so you can find some better quality options there. Um, Also, something that is so great to do, especially if you have a microwave available, buy frozen steam-in-the-bag veggies. This is so great, especially if you're touring and you're just so sick of eating out. Go to a grocery store, Get some steam-in-the-bag veggies. They don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be organic if you can't find them. You can get anything from butternut squash. You can get um, green beans, peas, whatever you like to eat. Steam them in the bag and then eat them with your dinner. It's so good. It's so cheap. And again, another thing is that's great is if you're in a hotel, a lot of times they have butter down by the continental breakfast. And a lot of times they have it out all the time. And if they don't, grab it at breakfast for your next time and have butter on your stuff. That's even better. Or if you're someone like me who's already bringing olive oil because you're crazy, just put your own olive oil on it. Boom. Done. Also, another great thing to eat would be like, or to get from a grocery store would be a rotisserie chicken. If you eat animal protein, that one's a great one. It'll last a couple meals. It's filling. It's delicious. And again, you can either get a whole chicken, half chicken, whatever. Um, And most conventional grocery stores will have a version of that. And another thing you could get for healthy protein would be deli meat. Deli meat's great because you can get as little or as much as you want. And there's always a plain turkey. You can get roast beef, whatever. Um, If you're vegetarian, you can get cheese. Definitely look into those healthy animal proteins when you're in the grocery store because those are the hardest to come by. And again, if you have a fridge, the world is your oyster. So that is something that I always tell people. Also, I wanted to let you know, if you're driving, especially if you're on a tour, something that you should think about bringing, and I know it sounds so silly, it's going to be whole potatoes and whole sweet potatoes. And the great thing about them is, you, unless it's super hot in the summer, you can actually keep them in whatever, you know, if you're touring in a van or if you're touring in a car or whatever, you can actually keep them in the vehicle and they won't go bad for a long time because if you think about it, potatoes um, are supposed to be kept in cool, dark places anyway. So you can take sweet potatoes or whole potatoes and then bring them to your hotel and just microwave them in your microwave or in the lobby microwave. Super easy, super nutritious, and again, another way to get a healthy vegetable slash starch into your diet, which is great. All right, so it's time for my favorite on-the-go snacks. Some of these are going to be general recommendations. I'll throw out some brands I like, just so you know. Nothing is sponsored, though if any of these brands would like to sponsor my podcast, I would be more than happy to have you. But that said, my diet is a little bit different than some people's, and so I'm going to try to give options for everybody, regardless of how you eat, but, you know, pick your poison. If you can't eat gluten, if you can't eat, um, if you're vegan, obviously some of these will not apply to you, but hopefully It'll give you some ideas to think outside of the box of what you pack next time you are on the go. So let's start with the ones that you can only bring if you are 
driving because you can't bring them to, through TSA if you put them in your carry-on. Obviously, you can pack them in your suitcase, but that's another thing. So something that to bring, especially if you're driving, a whole jar of peanut butter, a whole jar of almond butter. I think that is pretty self-explanatory. won't go bad, shelf-stable, great source of um, plant-based protein if you can't find anything that's bean-based on the go. Two things that I really love to use when I am traveling by car is soup cups. So they're shelf-stable. Obviously, the ones that I talked about before were Campbell's on the go, which aren't the best ones. Um, But there's other ones too. They are actually really popular now. You can actually get bone broth from Pacific Organic. It's not going to be the best bone broth in the world, but Pacific Organic has all these shelf-stable soups and they're like one serving and you can bring them with you. Throw them in your bag. You don't have to worry about it. Again, you can't bring these on the TSA because they're too big. On the TSA. On the plane because they're too big to go through TSA. That's what I meant. They're great for driving. So get a couple of those. They have some great options, whether you're gluten-free. They've got dairy-free options, vegetarian options. This is a really good thing to think about bringing. Another thing that you can bring is going to be microwavable grains, beans, and veggie packets. So these are going to be shelf-stable. Think about, like, have you ever gone to Trader Joe's and now they have these new Indian, like, Indian-style veggies that you can get? I forget what they're called. I mean, there's a there's a masala veggie one, but I'm trying to think. There's other ones. There's a lentil one. Those are fantastic for driving because, again, if you're staying in a hotel, more often than not, you'll have a microwave. So throw a couple of those in your bag. Again, can't bring them on a plane because of um, the sauce that they're in, but great for driving. Also, canned fish, which you can bring on a plane if it's less than 3.4 ounces, which I'll get to in a second. But canned fish is my favorite go-to protein. It's so good for you, especially if you're eating something like sardines. And it's affordable. It's easy to carry. Again, shelf-stable. So this is something I really lean on. I actually lean on canned fish when I'm doing demos and I have to eat a quick lunch. Uh, I love to bring a can of fish and just throw it over some greens and just call it a day. And again, I know some people aren't going to go for the canned fish. My friend Madeline, when I asked her what she wanted to know about for the podcast, she was like, tell me how to eat on the go, but don't tell me to eat canned fish. And I'm sorry, Madeline, I'm telling you to eat canned fish, (laughs) but it's so good for you. And again, it's a great way to get some healthy protein. And a lot of times the canned fish nowadays, you can get some great high quality product um, that's sustainably sourced and delicious. Another one that you can't really bring on a, a plane, but you can bring in your bag if you're going to be in the car is baby food packs. And I know this one is a little weird. Stick with me. I got this idea from Melissa Hartwig Urban, who did the Whole30. One of her emergency foods that she always has in her car is little baby food packs. She brings them on hikes because they're usually full of fruits and veggies. So they've got a good amount of carbohydrate in them. And I know that sounds weird. And if you're not into it, just let this, this idea go. But that said, um, It's a great way to get some fruits and veggies in on the go because, again, vegetables are the hardest to find on the go. It's hard to find fresh veggies. So something like a baby food packet might be worth it. And the ones I'm talking about are the ones in the squeezy packs, not the ones in the jars. And, again, there's so many squeezy packs nowadays. You can kind of make it work for you. Also on the squeeze pack tangent, One of my favorite companies that makes like an oatmeal squeeze pack. They're vegan. They're gluten-free. They're delicious. Um, It's called Monk Pack, M-U-N-K. And they are just so good. My favorite is their Peach Chia. Again, all plant-based, vegan. Um, I believe they're also nut-free. 
and they're made with gluten-free oats, which is great. So they're gluten-free too. Those are great. They aren't super calorically dense, but it's a great little on-the-go packet for if you're, you know, again, you just need something for breakfast. You need a little something to hold you over. Really awesome option. And I think with those packs, I think it might be under 3.4 ounces. So you might be able to bring it on a plane if you put it in your 311 bag, but not positive on that, but it's a good option if you're traveling. I'm just going to run through some of these other ones, okay? So, so these ones are all good for a plane, and you can just put them in your regular bag, in your regular carry-on. So meat sticks and jerky, those are fantastic if you're someone like me who eats paleo. Um, some of my favorite meat sticks would be chomp sticks are amazing. You can get them at Trader Joe's. I really like the Paleo Valley beef sticks, but you have to buy those online, so I don't get them as much. For jerky, I like Epic, so like Epic Bars, Epic Jerky. I also really like Country Archer Jerky. Um, that one isn't as, as paleo. It's got some gluten-free soy sauce and stuff in it, but it's still really tasty, and it's a little more easily found. Same with Larissa's Kitchen. You can usually find Larissa's Kitchen at a gas station. It's another great jerky option, um, and thankfully, a lot of these companies are getting into your regular convenience stores, so you can find them on the go if you're driving as well. Um, like I said, whole fruit's fantastic. Veggies cut up are great. Undressed salad is really good. So you can just bring a bowl of greens. Nut butter packs, which again, put in your 311 bag. Some of my favorite nut butter companies are going to be Justin's. Um, I also really like uh, nuts. What's the one? Mm, I don't remember the other one. I like peanut butter and co. They make nut butter packs. RX bar makes great nut butters now. Those are delicious and they have protein in them from egg white. So if you want extra protein, that's a good one. Some other things to bring would be fruit and nut bars. So think like, oh, Purely Elizabeth has this amazing, amazing, a nut-based granola bar. So it's all nuts. There's no granola. It's a grain-free granola bar. That's what I'm getting at. Grain-free granola bar. That one's delicious. Purely Elizabeth. Um, some other fruit and nut bars are Lara bars. Those are great. Most of them are vegan. RX bars are great. They have eggs in them, so they're not vegan, but they're a great option if you're looking for protein. Yeah, there's a lot of bars out there. Also, if you're like me and you do collagen, nowadays you can get collagen in little stick packs, which are great. And those, again, you can just throw right in your bag. I actually, I still do this because I'm a little bit of a weirdo. I pack my own collagen just because I don't ever buy the stick packs and I think they're a little wasteful. So I buy my own collagen in the tubs and then I'll just put it in like a baggie and bring it with me. I've never gotten gotten anyone like search it and be like, what is this white powder in your bag? But that said, um, I always label it. And again, if they have an issue, they might throw it out. But for the most part, I've never had an issue with that. So bring your collagen peptides. It's a great hit of protein. Collagen's a great supplement to be taking anyway. Um, again, not vegetarian friendly, unfortunately, but it's a great thing if you're looking to get some protein into your drinks and it's again, flavorless. So you can put it in pretty much anything. Also, like I said, oatmeal cups, these are great. You just add hot water. So if you bring them with you on your flight, you can actually get hot water and make your own little oatmeal cups. Bob's Red Mill makes some great ones. Purely Elizabeth has some great oatmeal cups. And again, you can get some that are paleo friendly. You can get some that are gluten-free. There's a lot of options for that. All right, friends, I think I've babbled on and on about food and travel for quite enough time. But again, so these are just a couple of ideas. Um, I do have some other weird hacks. Like I always bring my own mini salt. I, I get Redmond's Real Salt. They have a little mini salt shaker. That's a great one to bring some healthy sodium into your life. Another little hack that I do is when I travel, I actually I put spices into 
a, a pill organizer so that I have a little bit of spices along the way if something's bland. I know some of these are a little bit weirder, but I just wanted to throw them out there in case you're like, I really want to hack my travel. I hope this was helpful. Um, I know it's a lot. Normally my episodes by myself are like 25 minutes, but I really wanted to jam-pack this one with a lot of different tips. If you have travel tips, feel free to comment. Um, Let me know at The Nourished Actor on Instagram. Again, follow me there. Thank you so much for listening. Next week we have an interview, and I cannot wait to hear from you. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you feel so inclined, please rate and review us or share it with a friend. Tell somebody about The Nourished Actor, your new favorite podcast. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I'll see you again next week.